Ephesians 5.22 Christian and his behaviour in the, mar- the marvellous new body, the church in his moral relationships Christians with others in his new marital relationship the Christian marriage and this is what we begin to look at tonight um, <clears throat> The Christian and his behaviour in his marital relationship. And as a partner, and that word has lost its luster through the way the world uses that word term nowadays, but we still can use that and know what it means as a partner. And um, some priorities of the marriage relationship in verses 22 to 29 we'll be looking at and first of all we look at the wife's loyalty shown in surrender in verses 22 to 25 and we've got three points under this if you if you have your outline there in the bulletin the wife's loyalty revealed in surrender the exhortation the example and the expectation let's pray thank you lord for the word that touches on very personal things and lord thank you that we can find instruction on the way we should live as far as our relationship with our husbands and our wives and within our family. Lord, and all this comes through submission. And thank you for this thought that's brought up here. If we're under the control of your Holy Spirit, if we're filled with the Spirit, we will be submissive. And I pray that we would endeavour to be so, if we're not so, by obeying the Word. Bless now as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the exhortation in the wife's loyalty shown in surrender. Remember back in the verse last week, we just looked at one thought, submission. And submission is the key to the way things run in our church, in our, you know, say, our fellowship, our family, in society. If there's not submission, there's anarchy. And we see that beginning to develop more so today than has been before. Submission is the key. And as Christians, submitted to the word of God and the will of God, filled with the spirit of God. And so it makes it a whole lot easier when we're that. And so wives, it says, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now this verse taken out of context can cause a lot of troubles, can't it? And men might like to say, look, see, told you, it's in the Bible. (laughs) Submit. And they repress their wives who then become resentful and rebellious. How many husbands abuse this statement, this verse, taking it out of its context? Husbands, are you submissive to God? No, this is talking to Christians here. Are you submitted to God? Do you expect submission when you're not submitted? And so let's not just pull it out of its context and make others resentful. And we can abuse this. So many in the unsaved world are treating their wives terribly. Very wrong. And we'll see that in a, in a little bit. Um, Christian husbands might not do it physically as they and the world abuse their wives, but you can do it mentally, 
you can do it emotionally and even financially. Now, this verse is not to be taken out of where it is, but all joined with the verses before and after it. Um, comparing scripture with scripture as the word tells us to do. And the scriptures of no private interpretation in 2 Peter 1.20. So what is the command that precedes this verse as we've just said? Verse 21, submit yourselves one to another. <laughs> one to another. Read that when you read or quote verse 21. Quote 20, I mean when you quote 22, quote 21 with it. Submit, <coughs> submit one to another. Mutual submission. Oiled by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mutual submission within the family. Mutual submission within the fellowship. And uh, that is, it's, let, let's take it from the fellowship back to the family. I won't, or we shouldn't, do anything that will offend our brother or sister in the Lord. Knowingly. Unknowingly, you might. Now, that's, that's done in ignorance. Uh, should wise up, but that could happen. But we shouldn't do that in the fellowship, and we shouldn't do that in the home. Isn't it the case within family relationships that the husband or the wife or the children will get back at the person in the family that's stirring them up by doing something they know will provoke them? <laughs> Not to provoke to anger, but to love and to good works. And so many families will fall apart because it falls apart right here where instead of being mutually submissive one to another in the fear of God and submitting ourselves under the authority that's over us we go ahead and usurp the authority now hey who's the first individual that did that the old devil didn't he usurped try to usurp authority and he wasn't willing to be submissive. In the, and, and from that decision, all the problems have emanated from that. So submit ourselves one to another. There's two words dominate the teachings of verse 22 to 29, and that is submission and love. As I said, in its context. Another word that's found many times here is husband. And it's the word Anna. And it means or can be interpreted man. Wives, submit to your own man. Man is used here like an honourable title. As unto the Lord, in the last part of verse 22. As unto the Lord. This lifts the command to a higher, holier, and more heavenly plane, doesn't it? Submission is as unto the Lord. Like you submit to your boss at work because the Lord said so, so we as husbands who are husbands should do that. Submit to the Lord and wives should submit to their husbands and down the, the line it goes. So when a woman meets the, the Lord Jesus Christ and is saved by his love, saved by his grace, she'll do anything for him. Isn't that so? Didn't that happen? In Luke 7, Mary of Bethany, where she broke the alabaster box. She appreciated who the Lord Jesus was. She honoured him for who he was and how he lived his life, what he said. And that's the sort of willing 
loving submission. That's be, you see, the Lord didn't do anything wrong and said everything right. <laughs> Behaved himself. And went about doing good deeds. And she was attracted to him through his words. She believed on him. And she was willing to submit and do what she did in breaking that very valuable alabaster box over him, anointing him for his burial, as we've, we know. So Christ was manly, honourable, thoughtful and kind. And, uh, <coughs> and this might hurt when I say this, but no man, the Lord wouldn't have, and no man will denigrate his wife. He will not put her down. He will not make her the butt of his jokes. Now, I've heard unsaved people, unsaved men do this about their wives terribly. And um, if the wife knew, they wouldn't be there another day. But we ought not do those sort of things. He will not treat her as though she was inferior intellectually or spiritually. He will treat her as God's, her as God's son did, like a real man. And he is the example, and he is brought into this here, the thoughts, to make us think about that. He will treat her like Christ treats the church. And how did Christ treat the church? He gave himself for her. He died for her. He bled. And he keeps providing for the church. He saves people and adds to the church. He, 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 he only has the church's good in mind. And even when we do the wrong thing, he still loves us. And if we follow, he's the son of God's example of the, him and the church. And then we'll, as husbands, do well and the wife will willingly submit to the exhortation that's given. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Um, <clears throat> I just looked up some facts and figures of this just before we come tonight. Some statistics. 64 women killed by men in 2018. That's where we are now, today. And an interesting one that I didn't hear much about, 103 men were killed by women in the same period. I thought, what? <laughs> and I can only think that these women have done that not all of them, but many of them, because of the way the husband was treating them. And you hear of that, and they'll, they'll plan it out, and they'll do it when the husband can't do anything, when he's sleeping or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> so the responsibility really comes back to the husbands, doesn't it? And so the exhortation there, submit, submission, is a far better way to go than all these problems. 2,800 women hospitalized after being assaulted by their spouse and this is this is going back to 1415 2014 15 560 men were hospitalized so there this is this is happening everywhere in our country and it's happening in christian circles too 
someone said to me not some time ago, they were visiting church. They said, why is such and such so unhappy? You can tell. There's none of you here tonight, okay? So you're clear. <laughs> Better, and as a pastor, you, you know a lot of times what's going on. Oh, to God that we would do what the Lord says here. The example is given of the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 23 that we've talked a little bit about already. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. And he is the saviour of the body. Look, men, you can do it. You can verbally, uh, emotionally, financially, as we said before, do these things to your wife, but it will show. It'll come out. And so don't think you can cover for it and uh, cover it up and it's very hard for a wife in a situation like that to respect and honor and obey when you're behaving wrongly toward them the lord jesus does not do it to his church does he so god has made the principle of hierarchical a statue here in the structure in in, in christian in christian well in all of society but for the Christians who obey him and in our relationships. In 1 Corinthians 11.3 it reads, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Black and white spelt out, isn't it? You can't argue with a statement like that. And when it comes to the Lord's submission, we mentioned this, I think, last week, in 1 Corinthians 15, 27 and 28, when the Lord Jesus brings this world back into submission to himself, he'll hand it over to his Father, the Father, our Father, and then he will be in submission to the Father. And that's what it says in that verse. And he's willing to do that, and the Holy Spirit, God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, work in the order that's been set down for eternity. And he knows what's best as we say father knows best and our father knows best he's written it in the word for us to follow go over to the book of jude and verse 9 <clears throat> now th this is talking about demons fallen angels and non-fallen angels there is an order and even they follow it, <laughs> though they have some of them, the fallen ones have fallen, of course. In yet, well, let's read in verse 8. In like manner, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion. They won't come under authority and speak evil of dignitaries. They will not submit. Yet, and, and the example is brought Yet Michael, the archangel, now we think of him as, you know, one of those higher angels. When contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. Here, Michael, the archangel, very powerful archangel, respected even the authority that the devil had in his position. And it's interesting that he, he's to do that. You know, people say, well, the government's unsaved, so therefore I don't have to obey. <laughs> you know, the, all these unsaved people telling me what to do. 
No. The Lord's put them there for a reason, and we looked at it in Romans and Peter. It talks about that. But these speak evil of the things they know not, but what they know naturally is brute beasts. In those things they corrupt themselves. Uh, a wicked lot. So, but just back in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 10. 2 Peter 2.10 But chiefly them who walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness and dis despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now, we, we, we've got, he might be going through his town right now. Well, he's probably flying. Who, who is it? <laughs> Harry. Uh, Harry. And, and his wife. And... His wife. <laughs> and um, he might be easier to submit to in his attitude toward others. But when you get some that look down like that, but we are to submit to those in authority. Now, who remembers seeing God save the Queen? Me. me. <laughs> All those older ones before we got uh, Advanced Australia Fair. We used to sing that every assemble, assembly time. And, and we sing that and it's like being submissive to the authorities of be and it was teaching young people to do that are we afraid to speak evil you see the whole thing's fallen apart because we're not willing to come under submission the example as we go back to ephesians is in verse 23 husband is the head of the wife even as christ is head of the church savior of the body and we willingly gladly submit to the lord's will and God's creation is one of order. Sin brought chaos and disorder. God is a God of absolute order. <laughs> hey, everything holds together because he's a God of order. And God gave Adam the position of headship and Eve a subordinate but not subservient position under him. Adam was made to be ruled from the head. Eve was made to be ruled from her heart. But notice what Satan did. He persuaded Adam and Eve to change the rules, didn't he? Eve took the lead and place of headship. Satan cleverly aimed the temptation at Eve's mind, not at her heart, and engaged her in an intellectual discussion on whether or not she should do something that God had forbidden. The result, she was deceived. But Adam, when he was approached... Satan withdrew and allowed Eve to do it, thus aiming the temptation at Adam's emotions. The Bible says that Adam was, was not deceived, but he disobeyed. He knew it was wrong. In the new creation, God reestablishes the original order. Man is to be the head under Christ. The woman is to acknowledge the headship of the man and now it sounds strange in our day in which we live. It's not taught much and uh, anyone listening in that doesn't like it will be shouting probably now. <laughs> but that's what the Bible says. That's the order that God has given. And the home, the community, the nation and the church will be blessed when it's followed, following that order. I remember M.A. Butler he was talking one day about some things and he was getting, he got quite upset. He said, how come we've got all these lady newsreaders now? <laughs> and he's not with us now, but look at all of them now. <laughs> now, he just had a problem with that 
seeing that happen. And it's interesting. It, it's, it's happening. Come the tribulation, I don't know what's going to happen to that, that role that the ladies have taken on in leadership. Now, I'm not saying they're unintellectual, not saying they can't do something like that, but God has set an order down. The emancipation of women, as it is, as it were today, don't know how long that's going to last because it doesn't seem to be something that Antichrist is going to put up with. Um, and the Lord, you see, it's a, a willing submission because the authority that be with the wives, it's a willing submission because the authority is doing what God ordained them to do. And when we get that out of order, everything gets out of order, doesn't it? And so we see, first of all, the exhortation to the ladies, to the wives, the example of the, the church being in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the example that is given there in verse 23. And now the expectation in verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And you couldn't bring a better analogy, could you? <laughs> so we're to consider the marital relationship on this lofty plane, this heavenly plane. The relationship between Christ and his church is unique. And nearly all the brides mentioned in the Bible illustrate this relationship, godly ones. <laughs> In the story of Jacob and Rachel, Boaz and Ruth, <laughs> David and Abigail, <laughs> Ab Abigail, remember the husband she first had? <laughs> what a what a man he a hard man he was, <laughs> Nabal. He, he actually went so hard his heart stopped. <laughs> this is, says his his heart hardened. And um, <clears throat> we can see this in the stories of Adam and Eve, Isaac and Rebekah, Joseph and Asenath. And taken together, the last three we just mentioned will picture the church's past, present and future. Remember, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. The, th the story of Adam and Eve illustrates the past. It shows how the church was formed. How was Eve formed? Taken from Adam. Adam. He's put to sleep by the will of God and God opened his side and took from him and formed his bride. And it's reminiscent of Calvary where the Lord Jesus entered the sleep of death by the will of God. His side was pierced and out come blood and water. And that made possible the creation of the church, his bride. Then the story of Isaac and Rebekah illustrates the present. The love story typifies the work of the father the spirit, and the spirit in finding the bride for the son. Remember the story? <laughs> How the servant, the unnamed servant, was sent to find a bride for the son. And... Uh, the and under the father's instruction and he she was found <laughs> she was invited she was persuaded and she was brought back and so it happens to be the way the church is forming in that likeness there the church for the father's beloved son who's waiting waiting on the right hand in glory and so <clears throat> the this likeness this 
bringing out what Paul does here. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband. Pictured throughout the Old Testament, the story of Joseph and Aseneth illustrates the prospects of the church in Genesis 41-45. She was taken from obscurity, from Egypt, and uh, elevated to share the lofty position occupied by Joseph in second in command of Egypt. And uh, the church has a wonderful prospect for the future, doesn't it? Because the Lord has chosen us in himself. So here's some thoughts for tonight about marriage and the way it'll work if we are willing to submit. And then we'll get on to no, the husband, wives. Yeah, we might be talking and picking on you tonight, it seems, but uh, that's the, the word. And then from 25, we'll look at husbands next time. Let's obey the word and let's see how God can bless and minister through us to others in the community. Isn't it interesting that when God said, laid down the qualifications for leadership, that the family is right at the dead centre of it all. And those with the relationship working well and uh, functioning as the Lord wants is the ones that the Lord said are qualified for that leadership, those leadership positions.